Yeah, that's what we do. Set them up, knock them down. Make that cherry glow. Whiskey and cigars, the gentleman's cologne. Cheers, y'all. Well, Sounds like a New Year's party, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast and video extravaganza known internationally as the world-famous Smokin' and Toastin'. We are on show number 360 as we round out our year of 2023. I was was doing the math, and oddly enough, right at 360, that is... Halfway to four hundred now. Uh, awesome! I'm so glad we're we've which hit is going to be an amazing show. We're going to do like there's going to be, um, all like elephants. Will, and, the, will there be monkeys and monkeys? Because yeah. if there's going to be monkeys, I'm already excited. <laughs> I always, always wanted them. That's like a guy thing, right? I, I've yet to meet a female who's ever said, "You know what I would really like? I'd love to have a monkey." <laughs> but guys, that's more of a, a guy Is thing, it a mini right? me situation? I don't know. It's like uh, there's a comedian there's a whole bit on this like wouldn't it be really cool to have a monkey? And I've always kind of thought it would. I understand there are some significant drawbacks. The uh, you know, feces throwing, for example, is a major <laughs> drawback for any sort of I mean of you pet. go into it knowing what you're gonna get. It's yeah, not like I mean, it's not like this is new yeah. news. Yeah. I mean I've had many dogs. Some of them have been, you know, uh just absolutely wonderful. None of them has ever tried to throw poop at me. So <laughs> <laughs> but monkeys apparently that's a thing. Monkeys, yes. yeah. monkeys throw poop. I don't know I don't know why that is. I think I think they're just expressive in that way. This is Hi, Mark. This is how our show's starting out today. <laughs> it was, it's always been a dream of mine to talk about monkey poop on the radio. Let's welcome our wine expert for smoking and toasting and our good friend, Mr. Mark Burrell, back to the hey show. There. Hi Mark, there. welcome. This is thank you. Perfect Great timing to, to have you on as people are planning their, you know, uh, their last minute uh, preparations for New Year's Eve parties. That's right. Yeah, looking into a, a brand new year, and New Year's Eve parties are always—they're one of the more drinkingest sort of parties like mm. i remember from back when i used to work at nightclubs you've now obviously not been to my house yeah <laughs> well it sounds yeah. like a tuesday yeah uh but well, back when i used to work at nightclubs the big nights were halloween weekend and new year's weekend oh, those, yeah. those were like when you just sold you know alcohol like it was nobody's business by the There's, way public service reminder if you're listening to this on the radio go buy your liquor today right. in these states where you can only buy liquor uh, Monday through right, Saturday, right? Because they'll be closed on, on uh, Monday, and tomorrow, tomorrow you're getting you get none. You yeah. can buy beer, but you know. Mind me, when I lived in Massachusetts, they didn't sell on Sundays, but we could take a short drive up to New Hampshire and buy it. And technically, it wasn't legal to take it across the state line, right? But nobody ever paid attention. I'm, I'm to sure that the cops law. were stopping everybody. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. no, not at all. Exactly. So, uh, but as I've mentioned on the show before. In Massachusetts, they have this this thing where you can't buy liquor on Sundays because that's the Lord's Day. That's right. Except between Thanksgiving and New Year's when it's allowed. Because that's when you're celebrating. Right. Because that's when Jesus the, the holy time of the year. What's happening But there? you're allowed to actually <laughs> so buy So during the most holy time of the year, you can buy liquor. Exactly. Because yeah, so hey, got, they got tired of losing all that money to uh, <laughs> New Hampshire and uh, and surrounding states. New Hampshire, Connecticut. So. Jesus loss. made the water into wine. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Loss beats that's right. out religion here. And by the way, not that I'm a religious scholar, 
But for the people who say that when Jesus made water into wine, that it was non-alcoholic, that's actually disproven by the Bible. Because people came up to Jesus in this story and said to him, wow, usually people serve the good wine first and they save the cheaper wine for after people have drunk the better wine because they won't notice. You have saved the best wine for last. And the only way they wouldn't notice in this example, yeah. is if they were already a little tipsy from the good wine that was the first serve. So that right there disproves the notion that Jesus turning water into wine was non-alcoholic. Also, wine has... It wasn't just grape juice. Wine has yeah. alcohol in it. Otherwise, it's just grape juice. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's no even, if it's, really also, even if it's a low amount, right? because they were doing that to get rid of a lot of bad things in the water. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was well, to clean the definition the water. of wine is a fermented. Right. Thank you. Right. Thank I mean, you. Right. Yeah. So, so that was like the only reason. thing they had to do then, too. So if it had not been alcoholic, the scripture would have said that Jesus turned it into grape juice. Right. Just like if you make non-alcoholic beer. Remember we had our... Mm-hmm. Non-alcoholic beer taste test. Mostly it was barley soup. Right, exactly. That was it was a uh, effervescent barley and soup. And a few of the a few of them were somewhat tasty, and most of them weren't. But most of them was, not so much. That was the way that went. Well, Mark Burrell, our uh, smoking and toasting wine expert, who is here with us on the show and has brought what I'm assuming are going to be wonderful wines for us to taste. Uh, Mark is also the beverage manager, beverage director for uh, the Rainbow Lodge in That's Houston. Right. And uh, I know there, we had a, an episode a while back where Ian was out of town and I had contacted you to see if you wanted to come in and co-host. And uh, you liked the idea, but you were unable to do it because you were in tequila <laughs> getting a barrel uh, for the lodge. You That's and right. your excuses. Yeah, so, Sorry, guys. So, so I have to take I have to take this moment to say how did that go and what's the barrel and is it something we can ha- order if we come to the lodge um, soon okay soon um, there there needs to be there was a little mix up and there needs to be one more tiny trip mm. but I love the, I love this guy's job oops guys yeah. um, uh, apparently there's my a- birthday's coming up and yeah. uh, I need to make this extra little trip to tequila. Well, I don't know if you recall when when we did the tequila tasting. Yes. Um, uh-huh. the the bracket the, the yeah, tequila we, bracket right. with Liliana. Right? With Liliana was here. We did the the tequila blind taste. Um test. and I brought a bottle of of a potential that I thought mm-hmm. might be the place that we go to right. source our barrel. Uh-huh. What it absolutely was. It was from Rete. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have secured a bottle, a barrel of their Suave Reposado mm. for use in many things. Um, but the primary thing is our um, famous hibiscus uh, margarita. Oh, nice. How we, do we rate that on our taste test? Um, it wasn't part of it. I brought it as it was, oh, it was it an extra. That's it was right. just an extra thing I, because we hadn't had enough tequila that day. So Mark <laughs> stepped I, I, in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I have to get jogged a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I wanted your opinion on it, and and it, they seemed rather favorable, and um, and it was one of the things that I I chose when I went to go by there, and mm-hmm. and it was great. We had a great time. Good. Good. Yeah. And then you have this other barrel coming. This is a different one. Um, so that wasn't. Part of the barrel that was just the bottle that was okay. pulled off the shelf. Their regular um, reposado. They make three okay. different tiers right. of um, of reposado. This is kind of in their middle tier. It's in I don't know sixty or seventy dollars mm-hmm. um, for a bottle of repo, and uh, we just thought that that would be the the perfect thing. Be the so, sweet spot, especially yeah. for some of those nice mixed drinks. Those cocktails, yep. yes, absolutely. Well, I, I got to get back to the lodge. I tell you what, well, I'll come back with with one of the bottles after once it's been um, once it's been. 
secured and, and brought in. How long will it take you guys to go through a barrel when you get a barrel like that? Ooh, I don't think this one will take very long at all. Um, the, <laughs> it's depends like, on whether it's apparently I, it's that kind of good. It depends ten, on whether Ian and I show up for dinner or not. That's, uh, that <laughs> well, will I'll give you, I'll give you some, some parameters. The 10 year whistle pig that we brought in lasted mm -hmm. four months. Mm -hmm. um, the barrel of 1792 that we brought in lasted three. Wow. Um, I think this tequila, I'll get more out of it because mm -hmm. um, it's a bit higher proof. I think um, this this tequila might go four or five months maybe. Now is, it, is it like on those other ones? Is it mainly cocktails or are you also serving uh – uh, drams of uh, it, you know. it, yes, it's on the it's on the the answer is yes. Little both, it's right. on the menu, so people can order it as is. Or, uh -huh. but one of the things that we consider when we buy a barrel is all right. So who's going to drink it with Coke or Dr Pepper, and who's going to want it with Sprite, and who's right. going to just have it with ice, and who's going to drink it on its own? Neat, right. you know that kind of. So we think about those kinds of things, uh, and we might have chosen a different barrel had we specified that it was only going to be served neat. Right. right, right. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. But that's well, that's that's just part of it. That's part of the job of like knowing your drink and going, okay, this is going to make all these things happen. I'll, tequila, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Tequila and Sprite a thing. I've never had that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, tequila sure. and Sprite? Sure. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I like tequila anyway, but. <laughs> yeah, there's not really a bad way to do tequila. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, there. I don't know whether there'll be a good way to do this or not, but we do have a mystery <laughs> beverage for the show today, and uh, this one actually is one that Terry, our uh, engineering producer, brought. It's fruity, and we're looking at it, and it looks like the color of a watermelon uh, Jolly Rancher. It smells fruity. Mm -hmm. Does it smell like watermelony, or is it more strawberry? Fizzy Jello, oh, strawberry almost. Yeah, it I would, is. I would very say more strawberry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is it is fizzy jello is a good way to it put it. Tastes it like, does smell like a jello shot taste. Yes. Oh. It, mm -hmm. Like the strawberry well, uh, candies your grandma used to get that were wrapped mm -hmm. up with that jelly center or whatever, oh, the hard yes. ones that it's look it's like not a strawberry shy on the sweet. No, it's not. It's I like, think I'm ooh. going through a little bit of palate shock there. I think so. Oh yeah. Cuz we were drinking I was drinking uh, Ian brought some show beers and I had a uh, a St. Arnold uh, Christmas ale. And uh, this is definitely ballot yeah. shot from that. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I've now, never had it before. Now, either. are we supposed to know whether this has booze in it or not? Uh, well, the mystery bevs generally do bev. have booze. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think we might occasionally do like a non-alcoholic beer or something for one. But generally, these are going to have booze, especially mm -hmm. the ones that aren't beer beer. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you call me crazy. Yes, it's, a, it's clawingly sweet, but it's also there's a. Now, after it's been a few moments, there's a little, not a crazy spicy kick, mm -hmm. but there's a little kick of something. Almost like like ginger does, you know, at yeah. the end. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of spicy in a weird mm -hmm. kind of way. I'm trying to figure out if I, if I pick up alcohol in it. I, I think I do a little on the finish. I don't know if I was getting it. I'm trying to figure out if I actually kind of like it or kind of hate it. I don't really know. I'm somewhere I in know between. what you mean. Like, on the one hand... It feels like it's you way like too this, sweet, but it's way too sweet, and it just kind of like. But then, when I'm done and I get that little aftertaste, the aftertaste is kind of good. Yeah, it's a and little different going until in it's, more. Than until that, it's not though. Yeah. Yeah. And the, well, the reason I asked about the booze is because I think because it is so sweet. If it were diluted with something boozy, like that wouldn't like necessarily be diluting right. it. But, gin, uh, like a like a spicy gin would go great well. in this. And some Tastes ice, like maybe. Terry, to, you to want to reveal? Terry, Terry brought yeah. this in. Terry's going to do the big reveal <laughs> for um, us here. 
It's it is pirate water. Pirate <laughs> water. <laughs> what is happening here? Arr. I have no idea what's happening here. Pirate, pirate water. water. It is 10% alcohol oh. by volume. Yeah, put a little vodka in that. I didn't get that. I, I had, would not have known. So. I had no idea it was as red as the can, though. I, I really I thought it was going to be like a clear since it said water. The, the, we'll add this to the list of the many things that I don't understand on today's show. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. pirate apparently has a stool, like a bar stool, in the thing of his head. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. That's Why would it be the stool? Pirate. It is a very yeah. For a skull, he's pretty smiling. And yeah. is he wearing sunglasses or are those gaping? I think uh, those eye are just holes? gaping eye holes. Or, or they patches like they're you. shaped. In Where kind of a funny in the hell way. did you get pirate water? Uh, it was I. <laughs> I want, it was either Walmart or HEB. Okay. It was one right. of those places. And so I want to say it was like Walmart. I someone ran like things. At the top Walmart. of this, it says Miami Vice. It does. I didn't notice that. It gets better. At yeah. the yeah. bottom, it says Viva La Stool. <laughs> oh. That's unfortunate. <laughs> that, what what yeah, is that, going on? I don't know why it would say that, but. Uh, I don't know what's happening with this. Uh, 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 just a little. Uh, <laughs> A little advice to the pirate water people: maybe go with Viva La Barstool. Maybe that maybe that <laughs> yeah. would that would work a little better. Yes, because now I'm a bit worried about my ride home. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't okay. remember anything, but my backside hurts. Well, I want to <laughs> like it because it's pirate water, but I got to say, I really don't. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'd reach for this. Yeah, would like, you reach it for has it redeeming it, qualities like the ten percent. Yeah, if it were the only alcoholic beverage being served at a party, would you go for this or would you just go water? Ah, that's a good question. Malt beverage with natural and artificial flavors and certified color. Well, certified. (laughs) Thank God for that. We got to take a break. We'll be back to talk cigars and uh, to talk wine as well. And we definitely got to do a palate cleanse from this before we start on any of the wine. It's smoking and toasting. We'll be right back. Yar. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, which Ian just opened his second show beer to try to uh, do a palate cleanse. I'm trying to wash out the pirate water. Craft beer. Uh, I feel like my tongue has been keel hauled. Craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. You know, uh, I, the only thing I think I really like about the pirate water is the ability that it gives me to ask this question where does the pirate go to drink the pirate water? Yard. Um, to the, also to uh, the bar. Uh, to the bar. <laughs> this says Viva La Stool. Um, uh, yeah, it does. And I have a is, feeling I may know why. And, and this <laughs> one can, this, <laughs> this one pint can, pardon me, I'm just burping it up, is uh, uh, 3.25 servings. 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 Not That's just three servings, 3.25 servings. Says, it says alcohol facts, serving size fi- uh, five fluid ounces. Servings per container, 3.25. <laughs> Yikes. How many carbs per serving? Um, all of them. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> I thought so. So moving on towards perhaps more pleasant things, Ian, did you have an opportunity to uh, smoke anything interesting this week? Oh, it's funny you should ask. Yeah, I, I do uh, frequently. Because, you know, I did. Yeah. I have a um, feeling you may have gone to Casa. I did. I stopped by this morning. Uh, I had to go get my oil changed, and on my way back was Casa. Mm. So I ended up there a little early. It was nice. Uh, I picked up a Charter Oak um, uh, Especiales 
2023. This was the, oh, I had the name of it up here, but I can't find it yet. Why is it not reading? Oh, okay. The uh, Speciales Pascale. Pasquale. That's easy for you to say. It is easy for me to say. Um, so uh, that's, by the way, Spanish for special Pasquale. Okay, gotcha. Um, this is a 5.5 5. 5 by 48 uh, with a Connecticut broadleaf Maduro wrapper, uh, uh, Jalapa uh, Nicaragua binder, and filler from Esteli and Jalapa Nicaragua. The appearance, dark espresso brown wrapper, rustic and veiny soft box press, single band. The little charter oak band with the tree on it is pretty nice, awesome. Nice, yeah. Uh, the uh, the uh, prelate sniff earthy and sweet with some chocolate. The prelate draw. I used a clip on this. It had a little uh, a pigtail on the end. It was kind of neat. Nice, yeah. Um, I used a clip on this medium draw barnyard and earth sweet coffee. The initial light Nicaraguan pepper blast with some earth to it. Uh, incredibly dense smoke, like right off the bat. Like that smoke was huge. The retro hails bold roasted coffee, uh, uh, roasted coffee bean and pepper. I almost put the comma in the wrong place, and it would be like bean and pepper. That would be different. Anyway, uh, the first third of this gritty, earthy, dark chocolate with a peppery background. Dark fruit weaves in and out on its own schedule. Uh, Retro hail is chocolate, espresso, and pepper. Solid ash. Good burn. This is about a medium cigar. Mm -hmm. So all these medium tipping into full, by the way. So all these flavors are pretty bold in there. Yeah. Um, if you're into very light cigars, don't smoke this. But if you're in the medium range, you want to tip a little bit into the full range. This is uh, 100%. Okay. Um, the second third of this, a bit of sweetness picks up and morphs into the uh, morphs the primary flavors into a dark mocha brownie batter. Pepper remains consistent. Uh, Retro hail is chocolate espresso with a touch of spicy pepper. Solid ash, good burn. The last third of the cigar, pepper and sweet reach a new balance, and a creamy coffee note rolls in along with a kiss of cedar. The retro is sweet coffee and cedar. Solid ash, good burn. $13 for this cigar. Mm -hmm. I How, give it a six. And what size was it? This is uh, five and a five and a half by 48. Okay. So it's yeah. so not not too small. Yeah, yeah. $13, solid six. I'm going to buy this again and again. This at, was, at $13, you feel like it's a six. It was outrageously good. For those of you who may be uh, joining us for the first time, including uh, some of our listeners in New Orleans, where we now have uh, an affiliate for Smoking and Toasting, uh, our scale for uh, the price to quality uh, that we do for cigars is a 1 to 10 scale, but a 5 means that you got what you paid for. Mm -hmm. So Ian giving this cigar a 6 as a $13 cigar, that's a, that's that's a, a it's big. really it's, good rating. Such a good cigar. Oh, and good. It, it burned great. Like It burned a long time, too. Well, I will tell you about mine. Plus, we'll begin with our wine tasting for the new year with our wine expert, Mark Burrell, in our next segment. You are watching and listening to Smoking and Toasting. We'll be right back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we love, I, love I particularly things. love when we have Mark Burrell on the show, our wine expert. Because not only is he just fun to hang out with, but uh, wine is one of the things, like I love wine. But of all the things in the world of spirits and, and wine, it's probably what I understand the least. So I, I love having Mark come on and, and point us in the right it's direction. It's nice having a certified badass wine dude. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's what we've got today. I'm going to put that today. on my business card. Certified yeah. badass wine dude. I'm down. I, I like that. Uh, also on the show today, we are going to be tasting a couple of other things. Quoting uh, you on the website. <laughs> I, brought, I brought, by the way, one more holiday beer. 
we did our holiday beer show, uh, you know, last week with uh, with Adam, our, our producer in the sky, who joined us in the studio. But I found one more, and I couldn't resist bringing it onto the show uh, because it is uh, brewed in Oxfordshire, England. Oh, and it is from a company called uh, Ridgeway Brewing, and the name of the beer is Very Bad Elf. Special Reserve Ale. Nice. So just for the That's artwork a and the name. To pass up. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't pass it up, even though we already did that show. Yeah. So this will be a, a sort of a coda uh, to that. Plus, we'll be tasting a tequila, a tequila Montefino Añejo. Uh, it's a nice-looking bottle, just very uh, understated. So looking forward to that on the program. Can you, and, can you tell me the name of that, that beer again? Who makes it? Uh, it is made by Ridgeway Brewing in Oxfordshire, England. I would like to put a pin in that. Just Okay. Bookmark we'll that. come back to yeah. that Sidebar. when we taste that beer. Yep, okay. Thank you. Fair enough. Fair enough. And in addition to the Tequila Montefino, uh, we'll tell you about some cigars to watch for on today's show. Uh, a few other things happening in the spirits and cigar industries. And of course, we will bring you uh, Drinking News, uh, which has, uh, at this time, we haven't done our Drinking News teaser headline, so I think we should. Our teaser headline for today's Drinking News story is... Giving a whole new meaning to playing possum. And that's coming up on Drinking News. Right now, though, I think it's time to uh, uh, to get into uh, some wine as soon as I share with you uh, the cigar that I had this week. Uh, so let me do this real quick, and then we'll then we'll uh, taste some wine, because they're sitting here uh, tempting me. Taunting us. Yeah, taunting me. Uh, uh, the cigar that I had this week uh, that I wanted to talk about on the show was uh, from H. Upman. It's their uh, line called The Banker mm -hmm. and the uh, cigar called Currency, which is their Robusto size. Uh, now, according to Cigar Legend, Carl and Herman Upman, the H and H Upman, a pair of ambitious German bankers, traveled to Cuba in 1844 with the intention of creating the perfect cigar. Uh, the top secret blend was reserved solely for their most important, in other words, wealthiest uh, clients, uh, and was locked in a vault to keep it away from prying eyes. Unfortunately, the bank burned down in the 20s, but that didn't stop the H. Upman Company from applying that intriguing story to a cigar they released a few years ago mm -hmm. called the H. Upman Banker. Now, the banker uses an Ecuadorian Habana wrapper over a Nicaraguan binder and long filter leaves from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. The pre-light sniff and cold draw on the cigar both gave me hay and grass notes and a hint of something very similar to raisins. You, know, you ever get that on, mm -hmm. a, on a, a cold draw on a cigar? Somewhere between a raisin yeah. and a date kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, once I got the banker lit up, it was, uh, uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, I actually got a miniature version of the Nicaraguan pepper blast, which I was not expecting. Uh, the banker looks so prim and proper, uh, you know, just the way it's packaged and the name. It's not like cigars with names like Diesel and the Chisel and Bone Shaker. Uh, <laughs> so it surprised me a little bit. Once the pepper settled down, I was able to detect earth and some cocoa. Finish also had a kind of a toasty quality to it, which made this one uh, different from a lot of other Nicaraguan cigars, at least that I've uh, smoked. Second, third, kept up the pepper, uh, which even though it wasn't overpowering, it was still by far the dominant note. I also got a hint of anise, uh, which for me is not a good thing since I don't 
particularly care for that sort of fennel or licorice uh, kind of taste and smell. I was thankful uh, in this case that the pepper was dominant. So mm. it kind of uh, reigned over the anise uh, flavor. No burn or construction issues so far, although the cigar did feel like it had a couple of soft spots. It burned right through with no issues. So that was good. First third's ash hung on the whole way. But after that, it seemed to get a little flakier and not as prone to sticking around. The final third, pepper, earth, anise, and toast. Pepper ramped up a little bit on the finish. Burn line stayed reasonably straight all the way through. The banker started out mild to medium, but by the last third, it ticked up all the way to full-bodied. Uh, but although the strength of the cigar built from inch to inch as it smoked, the flavors didn't change that much from one third to the next. Mm -hmm. So I did enjoy the banker. Yeah, didn't blow me away, but it was you know, nice. Almost knocked over this wine. I've got to be careful about that. gesturing uh, with my hands. So anyway, uh, it was nice. And that gives me a problem with this one when it comes to the price. The Banker Currency Robusto is a $9 cigar. By comparison, the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez is only 50 cents more. And it's the best 50 cents you could spend. Uh, the Banker just... Just doesn't measure up for me at that price. The account is overdrawn. And a note to the uh, good folks at H. Upman, <laughs> if this really is a recreation of the perfect cigar, you might want to switch banks. I did once. I was a Bank of America customer. Never again. But that's another story for another day. Price to quality, 4.5. Excuse me, Mrs. Banker lady. I think my interest is rising. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I can't believe that's. I think it's we need. It's the pirate water. I think yeah, we need. I blame the I've always blamed the pirate water. <laughs> the pirate water, yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> I mean, I almost said, I think my interest is rising, but. You know, yeah. <laughs> what did you do to access the drive-through, sir? I went through it in my car. <laughs> this is Terry's fault, by the way. He's the one who opened the door for bad pirate jokes for the rest of the oh, show. Oh my goodness! Let's talk about something good, or I hope it's good. Uh, Mark no Burrell, stools allowed. Mark Rowe is our wine specialist. <laughs> uh, our wine specialist. He's brought in some great festive mm. holiday wines, uh, perfect for the. New Year's celebration. So, yeah. Mark, let's start with uh, the first red. Here. So, here we are drinking Oregon. This is um, from a producer called Trisatum, mm -hmm. um, who one of my favorite producers in Oregon. So, the Oregon wine uh, movement predominantly runs from um, just south of Portland, and it mm -hmm. goes all the way down to the to the state line. Okay. So it's such a dark berry. Kind this of is note where the it. the vineyards are. These saying. are the, well, most of them, and they they sit in between these two mountain ranges. Okay. Um, um, and and the interesting thing about the the Oregon the the soil in this part because it's millennia ago when the Missoula floods came through. Um, this is the kind of, and then the volcanic activity with all the mountain ranges, this is the sure. kind of soil that you'll find, um, that has been marbled like crazy. There's, I don't know, four or five different types of soil that are there through there. And there are some producers who are taking advantage of that, um, by mapping out where on their property, these soils kind Chris of run. Cross. Interesting. Some of them have even gone so far as to... Um, per, to to pull specific fruit from vines in this patch of soil before this one, um, and the soil 
patches that they're talking about, mm -hmm. they're not square. They're not mm. easily defined that way. They've they've mm -hmm. kind they of wander, yeah. Uh, marble through and and um, and these are this is one of them. Now this comes um, from a specific state called the Coast Range um, that the Trusadian people uh, uh, farm, um, and so this is 100% Pinot Noir um, because in this part of Oregon you get these Burgundian varietals like Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, um, and I chose this because the earthier characteristics that volcanic soil often right. gives Pinot a bit earthier characteristic than you'll find it. I was just going to say, on the nose, it's got a more rich sort of a, earthy quality mm -hmm. to it than Berry I'm, kind of than I'm used to it. from a Pinot, right? Because I'm There's used to, also kind of like, and I haven't even tasted it yet, but there's also like a little underlying kind of butteriness that I kind of... Well, Pinot, depending on where it comes from, right. is known for specific characteristics. The acid comes in burgundy, but it's very, very good with food. It's also mm. quite expensive. Mm. The fruit wow. comes from, say, Sonoma County, Northern California. Um, that's this big, like, cherry cola butter bomb, but a uh, big, big berry bomb that you get in that part. Southern California and in, in um, Santa Barbara County does a really great job with Pinot Noir, but the that earthy, that a bit bolder, almost heavier characteristic of Pinot Noir. We're talking Oregon. Um, and it's great for the food that you have this time of year. Yeah, this is outstanding. The I mean, finish is, on this the finish is beautiful. It's outrageous. It's yeah. it's it's a little astringent, but it it lingers and it's got this those bold berry notes, and then it just kind of trails off into this tannic wonderful thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, it's it it has this really incredible finish that I think is just so lovely because you're still getting some of the berries you're still getting some of the fruit but that that astringency that pleasant astringency mm -hmm. that that kind of carries through is just mm. lovely and and again it's, this is, goes great with the kind of food that you have this time of it's, year it's a weird line between like astringent and dry too yeah. it's like it's it's, it's there's a gray line between the two and it's kind of on so one edge of I, that i often and i may have done this on the show once or twice but there's a there's a example that i like to give for this astringency go with me here you're in the grocery mm -hmm. store and you come across um the grapes right and you pick one of the grapes up and you put it in your mouth and you bite into it and immediately you get that burst mm -hmm. and it's a lot of liquid and then as you keep chewing you're tasting the meat of the berry right but as you chew further and further your mouth gets dry it becomes a little bitter but in a good way mm -hmm. and that's the skins and the seeds that right. are left over right mm. that's tannins and Pinot Noir doesn't often have a lot of it. There are some that carry some of it. That's what you're getting in this. You're getting some of that texture. You're getting a little bit of body, um, but it's the tannic structure of the berries that you're actually tasting from this. It wouldn't surprise me, and I don't know this. I probably could have done some research, but it wouldn't surprise me if at least part of this wine was made with whole cluster. In other words, with the stems. Mm -hmm. Stems and everything. In and everything, bag. like, crushed. See, I there. totally get that because this has a very distinct, you know, when you talk about the wine skin or the grape skin, like, you very distinctly get that flavor mm -hmm. in this more so than in a lot of other uh, pinots. Yeah. But it still tastes like fruit and, and right, you know, the grapes. And the, it, I, this is one of my favorite producers in Oregon. I, I really love it. Um, and again, if you were lucky enough last week to have a goose with your Christmas dinner, this is something that would be oh, great I with bet. it. Yeah. Um, pork. This is great with pork. Um, this would be really good with um, roasted or grilled seafood that mm -hmm. have a bit of char to I it. Can see that. Yeah. Uh, is Oregon uh, an unsung wine area? 
Ooh, I think so, but I I think people are starting to get the get the word. Um, the thing is, is if and I'm sure many of your listeners have have been to Napa. Um, the thing is, when you when you drive through Napa, it's one huge house after another after another. I call it Disneyland because mm. you're just moving through and you're seeing these giant like structures. Mm. As in Oregon, it's much more homey. Like you can go to the local bar where they're singing Barry Man on the Copacabana on karaoke, and he just he's got dirt under his nails because he's farmed all day long. You and know, he's and these are, singing Copacabana. And perhaps maybe, oh, I love you know, that. Geez. I love that. He, he Barry Manilow wrote the song to make the whole world sing. So <laughs> yes. he wrote the songs. So yeah. so, but my point is, it's a bit more low key. People are are it's it's a great place to visit, and it's really close to. You could be at a winery, twenty minutes from the city of Portland, mm -hmm. um, and you can go further to get some really great gems. But you don't have to go very far from Portland. Well, when it comes to this uh, Pinot, which is called what's the how do you pronounce Trisatum. the name? Trisatum. Trisatum. When it comes to Trisatum, I just to say. I just like to say, looks like they made it. <laughs> I, I mean, this is this is this is really exciting. Hi, Mary. What I love. Yeah. <laughs> My wife is a fanalo, by the way. She's. Uh, Am I wrong? Does she, she have the same birthday? Isn't? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's she's just a, an absolute fanalo, and uh, I scored. I, I will tell you this story. I scored the biggest points ever, several Valentine's days ago. When I swept her off to Vegas to see Barry Manilow in Vegas on Valentine's Day, second row seats. Ooh. Yeah. You want to talk about a man with the future? Nice yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That, that was a very good trip to Vegas, even though I lost money. I didn't care. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I always lose money when, when I go. When you make a lady happy, it's a good thing. That's yeah. right. It's a you wonderful thing. You come home from Vegas with a, with a huge amount of money as long as you bring <laughs> – a much larger amount of money when you go there. Yeah, well, yeah, that's exactly right. And my my rule for Vegas is uh, always make sure the return flight home is paid for in advance. Yeah, but, yeah, you yes. know, you'll never be able to pay money-wise for the happiness you gave her over the years. But, honey, remember that time I... Oh, oh, dude. <laughs> so yeah. that's more than can, any money you won coming back from I that. I get to pull that one out at any yeah, time I Manilo want to. The Manilo card. Yeah. The Manilo card. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice job. Uh, but just back to this wine real quick, what I love about it is, to my very pedestrian wine understanding, this drinks like a Pinot mouthfeel-wise... But it it's a little bit bolder, uh, flavor wise, uh, more like a, a cabernet or 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 something else. Am I am I stating a, a, so, a thing that's correct there? Yeah, I, uh, let me just say this: the the difference between the two wines that are currently poured on the table, you can actually mm -hmm. see the difference. You mm -hmm. can see that this is a lighter bodied wine, right. Than what we have here. That's kind of the difference we're talking about. You start off with pinot, you end with cabernet. If it, even if you even get that far, all right. All because right. of that. And we may end not only with Cabernet, but with something sparkling. As yeah. we do wines for the holidays with Bubbles. our wine expert, Mark Burrell. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about crappier, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And uh, today it's uh, about wine as we get ready to celebrate uh, New Year's and uh, go into New Year's Eve with some really, really good wines. Uh, Mark, is what is the biggest wine holiday of the year? Is it New Year's, especially when you consider champagne? Hmm. Uh, it's at the, lodge, at the Lodge because we celebrate 
everything. Right. Um, and not just everything, but every one. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, after 47 years, people come to see us for all of their celebrations. I love that. Yeah. So it's somebody's anniversary every day. It's somebody's, oh, we got engaged here. Or it's it's a birthday. Or you, know, you guys don't want to do one of those silly birthday songs, do you? Uh, no. No, but <laughs> another so uh, another no. reason to go to the Rainbow Lodge. <laughs> well, I get, I've often said, I get a phone call about it yeah. twice a week asking yeah. if we sing to them. Happy, yeah. happy birthday. We don't. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I hate those things there's so a, there's much. There's a dignity involved that, with that. that. I, I feel like rewarding any restaurant which refuses to do it. And let me go on record as saying the Rainbow Lodge is one of those restaurants, and they will be rewarded with even more of my business from now on, now that I know that to be a fact. I'm absolutely going to sing to you the next time. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> you can sing. That's okay. That will not stop me from running in and joining him. Yeah, okay. I, I know. Well, hey, listen, you. If, if you can sing, it's fine, but I don't need a, a, a whole group of servers and barbacks standing around going, happy, happy, happy. Yeah. Um, although, if, you know, if you go to any of the major chain restaurants, they all have kind of their own version yes, yes. of the happy birthday song. Leftover like, as a knee have, jerk for when they'd have to pay for happy birthday. Right. <laughs> one from Chili's and one from Do you think that's an ASCAP or BMI issue? Oh, I don't know. Not that's anymore. No, no. You used to have to pay for happy birthday. That's why everybody did it. But a few years ago, happy birthday finally became old passed enough. Public pa- domain. Public domain. Passed the public <laughs> And it became public domain. So now you'll see a lot more places do it. But before then, that's why all the TV shows and everyone always had to fake it. We are only going to get to one beer today. We're going to do the uh, Very Angry Elf uh, beer, one more holiday beer. But I wanted to share with you an interesting article from Vine Pair, which is a great wine site, among other uh, things. Uh, They did an article where they called out the 30 best beers in America. So I thought this would be an interesting thing for us to to, to zip through here. Uh, From San Diego, they included North Park Beer Company. I've never had a North Park uh, Mm. beer. Um, From Largo, Florida, Arcane Ale Works, which I love the name. And I'm looking at uh, some of their cans. I love the artwork. I love everything about it. Have not had one of those. Masthead Brewing Company from Cleveland. I have had their IPA. I I was going to say, I think we've tried that. Yeah, I believe, which uh, that's interesting. OEC Brewing out of uh, Oxford, Connecticut. And we recently had... Not to be confused with OE. Yeah, but we recently had one of their uh, Feist beers, one of their uh, festival beers here on the show. And it was uh, was quite good, as I remember. Uh, A brewery in Atlanta is called Halfway Crooks that made the list. <laughs> kind of like that. From Littleton, New Hampshire, the Schilling Beer Company. We've had uh, beers from mm-hmm. them on the show before. Ghost Town Brewing out of Oakland uh, makes the list. Uh, Birmingham District Brewing Company from Birmingham, Alabama. I have not had their beers, but the ones in the uh, photo in the article look pretty delicious. Then from I don't Grace think we've Lake, seen a whole lot of beers from Alabama, have we? Uh, I don't think we have. From Grays Lake, Illinois, there's the Light the Lamp Brewery. And from uh, Hudson, New York, the Suarez Family Brewery. So there's a lot of these that we're not aware of here mm-hmm. on the show, and we need to, I don't know if we need to hit the road. We need to do something to expand our beer universe here, I think, because uh, that's that's important. Duluth, Georgia, Good Word Brewing and Public House makes the list. Uh, from Park City, Utah, Offset Beer Company, with beer spelled mm-hmm. B-I-E-R. Uh, Jackie O's Brewery in Athens, Ohio. Uh, very cool name, cool cans. I like it. Oxbow Brewing Company from Newcastle, Maine. We have had Oxbow's yes. brews on the show before. And from Fargo, North Dakota, we're familiar with this one, the Drecker Brewing Company. These guys do some very 
off the beaten path type right. of beers, and I, I really like them. Uh, IMBIB or Imbibe Custom Brews out of Reno, Nevada. Allagash Brewing Company out of Portland. We've mm-hmm. had those guys' beers on the show before. New Heights out of Nashville, which we've had. Brewery ARS out of Philadelphia. Not familiar with that. Uh, Fluvial Brewing from Harrison, Maine. That's fun to say, though. Uh, it is. Structures Brewing from Bellingham, Washington. And from Austin, Texas, Jester King Brewery. Jester King. Makes the amazing. list. And those guys really are good. Bottle Logic from Anaheim, California, which we've had. Uh, Gazelle Brewing Company out of uh, Newton, Iowa. Uh, Hella Coastal out of Oakland, California. That's kind of fun. Fox Farm Brewery out of Salem, Connecticut. Inner Voice Brewery out of Decatur, Georgia. Forager Brewery out of Rochester, Minnesota. And Tactical Brewing Company from Orlando, Florida. So, uh, oh, and there's one more Stoop Brewing, S T O U P Brewing out of Seattle. Hmm. So that's what Vine Pair is saying are the 30 best craft breweries in the U.S. And the fact that we've had beers from less than a third of them. Uh, is a real crime, and we we're going to we're going to step up our game in 2024. I can promise you that. Uh, we also will take a break. Thank you for being here. It's smoking and toasting, uh, drinking news still on the way, and more wines with Mark Burrell. We'll be right back. Back at Smoking and Toasting, our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Today, we're also about wine with our wine expert, Mark Burrell, on the program. And thank you, Mark, for joining us again and for bringing already one outstanding wine. I can't wait to get to the rest of these. Um, a couple cigars to watch for. Two of Rocky Patel's newest brands have arrived at retail shops, and one of them is the most expensive cigar he's ever made. The Rocky Patel Dark Star and the Rocky Patel Conviction are appearing in uh, uh, cigar shops as of this last month. Conviction is a one-size line with a price tag of $100 per cigar. Ooh, uh, it's primarily Nicaraguan. And the Dark Star, which is also in shops, is rolled in Honduras and contains a highly unusual agreement, uh, ingredient in the tobacco blend, a bit of tobacco grown in Honduras from a seed that originated in Paraguay. I would like to uh, point out that Adam, uh, our producer in the sky, who was on the show last week, uh, who also happens to be my uh, uh, stepson, uh, bought me cigars for Christmas this year, and one of the ones he gave me was one of these Rocky Patel cigars. Wow! <laughs> Not the hundred dollar one, oh. but the other one, uh, the Dark Star. Adam, so, I thought you were cool for yeah. about a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I look forward to trying it. I'll 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 save it for a show that we talk about here on the show. But uh, Dark Star comes in four sizes, and it uh, uh, you know it's it's a pretty, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a pretty good looking cigar. That's so, really awesome. Yeah, very excited about it. So yeah, I didn't really expect him to get me the conviction hundred dollar cigar i was expecting it from you though and uh it's not christmas yet baby wow, yeah wow, well actually wow, it's after wow. christmas i think so. you got a bottle of eagle rare out of I me i think though. i did yeah that was uh <laughs> that's not bad that was quite that was quite a prize quite a prize speaking of the fact cost. that we are not christmas when we record the show but definitely christmas by the time the show airs and we've already done our christmas beer uh show uh, I, I came across one more that I just had to include. I thought with Mark here, this will be perfect. Uh, this is a very special beer for the holidays <laughs> called Very Bad very Elf. Bad What'd you call me? Yeah, Very Bad Elf. And this is a uh, this is an English beer, and I'm really really interested to see where this came from. And I mentioned that this beer comes to us from Ridgeway Brewing in Oxfordshire, England, and Mark. Made me footnote that so we could come back to it. We're going to come back to the brewery. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you know something about this brewery. 
No. Um, but uh, there's a tie to the final wine that we have today oh, that I'd okay. like to point out. All right. So, Ian, have you had a it's, chance to uh, sample this? I haven't yet? tried it yet. It says, isn't it just my imagination? Wait, is it just my imagination? Um, queried old Santa purveying the scene, or is my elf getting worse and worse every year? <laughs> What's next? Seriously bad elf, I'll wager. Mark my words. Well. So they must have done a bad elf, and now they have a very bad elf, I guess. <laughs> Seriously, bad elf will be next year. There's a very naughty-looking elf on the mm-hmm. shelf. On the car. Yeah. <laughs> elf on a shelf, the scariest thing you can do to your kids. <laughs> oh, it but, smells good. Yeah. Better than one on a stool. Yeah. Right. Oh, no. This year they have, and it's all over the place, Snoop on the Stoop. Snoop on the Stoop. I like that. <laughs> Snoop on the Stoop. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I, I want Snoop to do an advent calendar. I would totally. <laughs> What's totally coming out of that, that gin and yeah, juice yeah. and joints? <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, look, it's Christmas Eve. What do we get? Sativa. All right. Uh, all right. So that's another show. That's another show entirely. Occasionally, by the way, after we've had a few drinks, we will slip and refer to the show as smoking and token. Uh, so, uh, so that that's, does that's a different version. That's a spinoff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ian, uh, this, this, this very bad elf is one fine ale, rich, hearty, and flavorful, brewed to an original 1795 Thames Valley recipe with a very special pale amber malt that is rarely, mm. uh, rarely used nowadays, and balanced <laughs> with the modern. I got to choke. <coughs> yeah. Balanced. Balanced with the modest uh, addition of English Fuggle Aroma Hops. So I will just say, every time I watch Ted Lasso, and I'm now watching the whole series for the second time because it was so good that I wanted to watch it again. In fact, by the way, do you see my shirt? My wife gave me this. uh, Be a Goldfish, which is uh, from an episode (laughs) of Ted Lasso. Love it. Uh, Anyway, uh, every time I watch it and they're at the pub, I look at the beers in their glass and I think, I wonder if that's a good beer like because some <laughs> some english beers are not that great but there are some good ones and so i wonder if this has ever shown up in have you glass. tried this yet i have this one I, is bitter, bitter i like it and it's delicious i think it's wonderful this is um i think one of the more bitter beers i've had and it's fantastic certainly one of the more bitter beers from england Yes. Yeah. But bitter in a in a good kind of way. It's got a lot of malt and uh, almost that uh, the very d- roasted the caramel dust of a pretzel uh, on on mm. on the front end uh, and roasted caramel on the finish. Yes. Uh, what do you think of this, uh, Mark? Is this to your taste? Now oh. that you've listened to us, palate plebes talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I I like this better than the pirate water. <laughs> That is not necessarily a huge endorsement. That's a, I think no. I, it's uh, I was waiting for you to say it's special. <laughs> it's, I, I get the bitter, um, mm-hmm. obviously, because it's a great way to wreck your palate before we have great wine. Oh, there's well, that. That's there's okay. That. I, I have some other beers if you need it. Super. To. You know, um, swamp your palate a little bit. Get some bit. more pirate water if you want. <laughs> yeah. But no, but I, I like, no, I think I it's complex it enough. There's a there's a lot of that um, um, uh, cooked, um, baked uh, bread. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit of that. Some Even some caramelly kind of yes. flavors. Um, the baking spices, things like I do totally get cardamom. it as a, as a palate wrecker, yeah. though. Yeah, it definitely is that because of the bitterness. So, I will be honest. I don't think this would go well with a cigar. I don't think so either. 
Oh. I think it would trash the cigar. Oh, like, I, I think no, but on next week's right. episode of Smoking and Token. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll be opening up Advent Calendar you Day can number 29. You taste the skunk right through it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> mm. All right, I like it, but I'm going to put it away now. It doesn't because, change the flavor of my gummy bear at all. Yeah, because we're going to have to do a little palate <laughs> cleanse. Of, water. A palate cleanse of some sort, and I and I will not do pirate water for a palate cleanse. Yeah, so still um, got a little over there. I noticed. I mean, there is a little bit. <laughs> mm. All right, so <laughs> so I think I think you, there's I enough. Think, I, do we want to hold on to this because we could go tequila now without oh. that being a, a a big palate emergency? Yeah, I think that'd be great. Why, why don't Let's we do, do that? that. Let's Ian, do that. Let me pass you over. Then we'll hold on to the wine for the tequila can be our palate cleanse. Okay. No. All right. So this tequila is called Tequila Montefino. Way too much information. It's on an this añejo. There's very little <laughs> info on the bottle. Mostly and, glass. Um, and the only thing that I can tell you about that bottle is that I have gone to the trouble to uh, clear uh, the plastic, uh, you know, off of the top and to clear the neck so uh, there's not a high risk of spillage. These are things that I do because I care. That's you going above and beyond mm -hmm. where you need Very to go. Thoughtful. Well, you got to be careful of the equipment. You know. Exactly. There's important equipment in here. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, we'll pour a little of this on Yeho tequila. We'll pass this around. This can serve as the palate cleanse before we go back to the wine, Perfect. I think. Love it'll, this. It'll, it should should serve to expunge the uh, bitter of that very <laughs> bad elf uh, beer, which i got to say, I really liked. I really liked that beer. And you liked it too, yeah, Ian, right? I, I liked it too, uh, although by the second and third sip, I'm starting to get a little bit of palate wear. Yeah. Was that too bitter for you, Terry? No, I enjoyed it. And I thought the fl the flavor went through quick. It was quick yeah. and drinkable, you yeah. know? Palate yeah. fatigue, if you right. will. Yeah. But it was strong um, and robust, I do so like I see it, how and that I, You know, I like, I like bitter beers anyway. Um, wow. So. so I'll just say on the nose on this tequila... Pepper Ooh. plus pepper yeah. and pepper and pepper. And, and oh, yeah. butter. Yeah. There is some butter in there, but it's hard to detect it over the pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. Mm. But you're right. Butter wow. and pepper are the two predominant oh. notes. Mm. If you like tequila and you like pepper. Yeah. And you like a sweet, buttery aftertaste. Mm hmm Oh, like cinnamony butter? Kind Cinnamon. Of? Yeah, yeah. Cinnamony butter. Ooh. I was expecting, because of the color, oh. I was expecting to get a much more wooded mm -hmm. oaky kind of characteristic um, so from this this reminds me of a month i spent in los angeles and uh it was in the summer and i was staying at a uh, at an airbnb house for a month and so when i got there i went to uh you know grab a few things i needed at a cvs that was nearby in mm -hmm. the hollywood hills and it was then that I realized, oh, yeah, this is California. <laughs> they sell spirits at the CVS store, yep. right? Yes. And uh, they will cause cancer in lab rats. And so I'm walking up and down the aisles and just kind of looking. And there was a Hornitos Añejo tequila. Mm -hmm. And it was like $20. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how can I get an Añejo tequila for $20? And this is a brand I've heard of, at least. It's not yeah. like a, a Joe's tequila. Yeah. So I bought it. And uh, enjoyed most of that bottle the whole time I was there. But it was not bad at all. In fact, it was rather good. But it was almost all pepper. pepper. Yeah, Hornitos yeah. is very pepper. Yeah. Like, and that's what this reminds me Hornitos a of. Hornitos is not also what I'd call a complex tequila. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty good at what it does. It was, Yeah, it was good, although <laughs> not that complex. This strikes me as a little more complex because I am getting, in addition to the butter, I'm getting a little maple and caramel. But the the overriding thing is the pepper. Yes, mm. pepper, and then 
and then uh, cinnamon mm-hmm. and butter and um, there's definitely that spicy spiced spice characteristic. Yeah, but I'm getting like cane syrup. Yeah, right, I that. right, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Oh, I got that. Mark, do you like this? Is this? Uh... Um, I, I, for me, this is a bit too sweet. Mm-hmm, I agree. Um, it's interesting that it's that sweet and peppery, considering and pepper, how yeah. peppery yeah. it is. Yeah, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not one for overly sweet uh, so tequilas, like Mexican agree. candy kind of thing. I, I mm-hmm. prefer it to taste like agave. That oh, comes yeah. through, and I don't get a lot of that in this. So I'm with you. And then in my <clears throat> añejos, I'm really looking for that. Barrel aged yeah, wood, uh, wood yeah. uh, influence to start coming through, but I do like this. It does come across to me as a little bit young, uh, and, and I realize it's an añejo, so it had to be aged for like ten minutes. But uh, I get a little bit of that on the nose. Okay, we're going for a, a double flavored treat here. Uh, I'm not sure how we have now flavored. added this to pirate water. This <laughs> is going to be the guy that brings us these amazing. I'm either going to end up wearing this. <laughs> <laughs> or a stool. This is going to be one of those TikToks where this tastes like a yellow Jolly Rancher if you mix this together. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and I'm 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 not afraid to admit that that was an absolute mistake. <laughs> That's it's very 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 sum, big of you. The sum of the parts was way less than either side Whoa. of it. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Never be afraid <laughs> to mix. If you're not happy with this component and that component, put them together. See what happens. How do you? How do you think this? Unless would it's do? unless it's ammonia and bleach. Sometimes it, it 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 works, and that's rare. Just doesn't. <laughs> okay, so this is not my favorite tequila. I like it. It's a little less complex and a little less along the flavor profile Agreed. that I love in Añejos. Agreed. But... The, uh, the, the, the hug slash bite to it mm-hmm. is a little bit on the green side, I think. A little but bit on the young Mark, side. Mark, you're right. It's not agave forward. Mm-hmm. It's In fact, I it's don't even, almost didn't even pick up the, the agave in this. Yeah, it's difficult yeah. to do. But, uh, but it is not, not bad. I believe this is about a $38 bottle, so it's not like a super mm. expensive yeah. uh, tequila. And, uh, it, well, they had to pay for the top somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the top with the uh, engraved uh, wood embossed uh, thing. Yeah. That's... This, I think, though, uh, on the positive side, I think fresh tequilas, this will be fine. Yeah. It'll I add enough zing to I it. I wouldn't mind trying this in some uh, cocktails. Too. Yeah, I was going to say it might mix good with margarita yeah. or something. Ordinarily, I don't do a lot of añejo tequilas in in uh, cocktails, but this one uh, this one might not be a bad idea. And you know what? Maybe even with just an ice cube, like maybe oh, like you would have a scotch it to might, mellow it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, take some of that pepper down. I like it. All right, we are going to uh, return here in a few moments. We're just moments away from drinking news. Uh, plus, we have more wine to taste. But I thought, yeah, this made a better palate cleanse to go back to the wine than that uh, extremely bitter, angry elf. Very, very, so very bad elf. Very, very excited about heading back for some uh, uh, some red wine. And then palate. before the show is over, uh, we'll do a little uh, bubbly, too. It's smoking and toasting. Bubbly. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, hand-rolled cigars, and today, of course, delicious wines. Um, during I the love break, this bar. 
During the break, <laughs> Ian went and got uh, a, a bottle of water. And we're each, we each have done a splash of water in this uh, tequila Montefino. And I have to say, it changes everything. It's dramatically so talk about different. It. Yeah, yeah. So talk about that a little bit, guys. So what I got immediately, okay, so that youngness that we tasted a little while ago is still mm -hmm. there. Like, that's mm -hmm. that's not going away. However, and, and that's not totally pleasant, but it's just a thing. Uh, however, the whole profile change, the pepper gets tamped down a little bit. I think way down. The... Uh, uh, you get more of the butteriness, and, mm -hmm. and there's a little cinnamon there, but also there's like a powdered sugar or a so the sweetness candy becomes kind of more flavor. of a yeah of a powdered sugar yeah. sweetness. It's, uh, it, it's completely different. Mark, what do you think? Finally, some agave. Yes, mm -hmm. you, you know, definitely it, get it agave. Yeah, really brings out a little, not a lot, but it does bring out a little bit of it, and it could mm -hmm. have something to do with that powdered sugar, candy, cotton candy thing that you were talking about. Um, but I am getting a little bit of that agave, that that if, vegetal uh -huh. kind of. Yeah, if this had just a little smokiness to it, it would be a mezcal. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Mark, I do love Mark, made, Mark made a face. <laughs> yeah. does, does that not ring true? For yeah, you? absolutely. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. If if it were just a little bit smoky, it would be a mezcal. Uh, I am learning to love mezcal. Uh, like, also, what's the ABV on this? Um, also, you mentioned too that the the fact that the water mm -hmm. was very cold may have tamped down a little of the pepper, but 40%. now it's warming up a little right. bit. I'm not getting too much more pepper on it than than when I originally put the water in there. So right. Um, I. I I like it better with the the splash of definitely water. better with the splash yeah, of water. I think, and that's interesting because while I do that on a regular basis with uh, with whiskeys, I don't normally think to add a splash of water to tequilas. Well, and with añejo, um, especially those extra añejos that that has a, a, the characteristic of the wood that that it's been sitting in the barrel, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, then you want to kind of tamp it down like you would with scotch or with whiskey, that kind of thing. That's mm -hmm. that's absolutely, people do that in, in Mexico all the time. It's not something that you do with perhaps an Añejo, but I thought with the color of this, it might help. Yeah, uh, it was a great suggestion. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Mexico, by the way, do you have a wine for us from Mexico today? I do. Isn't by the way, this fun? is just a water. That just you straight water, here. yeah. Okay. I just figured palate cleanser. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the oldest winery in all of the yeah. Americas, oh, all of the all of the Americas. Americas, right? And I'm not I'm not that guy that thinks that America is just the USA. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> all of the Americas is in mainland Mexico. Now Mexico makes some really interesting wines. They make some great wines. They make a lot of wines. All of the Americas, by the way, would be North America and South America. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, that's all, all of the of Americas. The America. yeah. all of them. But, but um, you were for saying, those of you who are completely unsure, that's Canada. United States, <laughs> Mexico, and everything else and then in South everything America. in South America, yeah. and yonder. Exactly. But, but there are some places in uh, Argentina, mm -hmm. Brazil, Chile. So Argentina that makes, and mm -hmm. Chile have great wines. Great yeah. wines. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people think about Mexico when they think about wine, um, and that's because a good amount of the wine that is imported into the U.S. comes Mexican wine that is imported into the U.S. comes from Baja California. Right. Not a bad thing. They made some great wines there. Mm -hmm. But mainland Mexico makes some really fantastic wines. Um, and there's an area around Querétaro, <laughs> uh, 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 around um, San, Lu uh, San Miguel de uh, Allende, that area that makes some really great wines. This, so this is one of the reasons I love having you on the show because I would never have thought yeah. to sample a Mexican wine. We've Me never been able to pronounce that. 
<laughs> Mexican wine is great. So founded in 1597, Casa Madero. Whoa. It's 1597. And That's it's still fantastic. an operating winery. And they're doing a beautiful, beautiful job. There's very little of this Shiraz left. Oh, my God. We've got right. some at the lodge. So this it's smells fantastic. so good. It's so delicate. There's, and so there's so much more to talk about with this. We'll do that when we come back. Right. Plus, it's time for drinking news coming up on smoking and toasting. Stand by, my friends. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And today, things. wonderful wines. And Mark, I don't, right. I don't mean to be trying to be like over the top here. <laughs> but this is one of the greatest wines yeah. I have ever tasted. Agreed. From Mexico. So you feel the same way? This is so, like, it does everything. It's the mouthfeel. Yep. yep. It's oddly slightly thinner than I expected. It's slightly thinner than the last one. However, the complexity of this far outstrips almost anything I think I've ever tried wine-wise. So this is a Casa Madero Grand Reserve Shiaz. 2016. Right. Where did you find this? So I can't uh, stop drinking it. This this is imported directly from the the distributor that I legally have to purchase it from, um, and and it's been always one of my favorites. And when I tried to get some more last week, I didn't think it was going to happen. I just threw it on the order sheet mm -hmm. because I have them coming in. The owner is coming in for a wine dinner in January. And I thought, eh, you know what? Let's let's give it a shot. And if I get it, I'll put it aside. And but I was able to get some, and I was shocked about it. So I, I felt like I had to share it with you guys. So, so, wanna, so, so you would have this on I, menu at the that's at right. The restaurant. Yeah. Can I clarify something here? So a lot of restaurants will go to the local liquor store, um, uh, the local uh, wine store, and just that's where they're going to get all their wines from no you don't do that no 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 legally um if you have a, a a permit a wine seller's permit you must purchase wine from a distributor wine so distributor. it has to be from a distributor that's so you right can't, okay so i have that wrong that's that's how the liquor works um, liquor liquor is even worse is liquor just... i have to purchase from what's called a class b it, texas makes uh, 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 permit holders go through an extra step, right? So I, I know, can't like, like buy from an estate sale. I can't. I just you've got a great bottle and I buy it from you. You can't. I can't do that. Okay. I must purchase it. It must have a stamp on it. I, right. Yeah. You gotta have the TABC stamp. But I know like a lot of bars buy their liquor from, say, for instance, around here at Specs or Total Wine. That's because Specs is a Class B. Okay. Wholesaler. So they have to have that. Total is not. And that's why. Okay. Got you. Okay. So they have to have that. But. I feel like your place. You go. You don't. You don't have stuff that you can just go find at a local place here. A lot of times. Yeah, I, I get that a lot, and it's because. And I do this for a couple of reasons. First of all, I can't compete with the grocery stores. I can't compete right, with right. those people who are bringing truckloads of stuff in. So I source and I find things that are um, um, smaller production. I love that about. That, yeah, about and so it's yeah, one of one sure. of the things when people come in and they're like, "Wow, I don't recognize anything on this menu. Can you help me? Let's narrow things down." And that's that's a hug for me because <laughs> I I absolutely love the fact that that people come in and want to experiment and go, all right, so it's not just the stuff that I can't So you get. can't find my favorite box of wine on your menu? Box. That's correct. <laughs> I don't even uh, need to know what it is. I will just say, before before we get into drinking news, I will just say that this 
is it's, this is the, the best Shiraz I've ever had. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. What it, what would this cost me if I bought a bottle at the lodge? Um, I think it's in the sixty seventy five dollar range. You got to be yeah, kidding me! I was outrageous. expecting at least a wow. hundred. Uh, no, these uh, these wines have such great value and they're amazing. And you mentioned the Shiraz. It's not that Shiraz you drink with the fork stuff that you get from right. certain producers sure, in Australia, yeah, for example. That are very Shiraz. Heavy, yeah. Like Syrah, which is the exact same thing mm -hmm. from France, can produ be produced in such a beautiful, delicate way. And Casamadero's just got it right. They really did. I'm so taking because... pics for Instagram. I'm going to need some more for my glass. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I give you a kudos for this, too? My uh, sister and brother-in-law uh, just, just went to the lodge. They were wondering, where would we go? We're going to have a nice dinner for the holidays and stuff like that where we go. And I pointed them directly to the lodge. And um, they had such a great time. They raved about it. They were lovely people. It was nice meeting. And um, I love that. And uh, and one of the nice things, one of the things I love about it, and they even said is like is is when when someone comes up and asks you, hey, what kind of wine do I want with this? In in the most friendly, non judgmental way, you're like, what's your price point? That's like straight up a nice like way to go. We're getting that out of the way right up front. Bam, and then you work within that. And it's not like you're trying to stretch that price point. You're mm -hmm. like, okay, I got a lot of room to work with. And then you come up with wines that are just fantastic. You've done that with me and my wife. You've done that with everybody I've known that I've sent up there. It's just uh, I'm not afraid to ask thing. that question. And and it, it kind of can throw some people off, but I'll tell you why it's important. Because if your price point is $60, doesn't do me any good to bring you a $300 bottle no, of wine. No, right, right? Yeah, right. Not only that, but I'm not trying to make you spend more money than you want. I want you to enjoy your time there. And if it's with 60, if it's, a $60 wine, right. I want you to be able to come back the next time and go, Mark, great. I've got $200 now. Let's mm -hmm. let's have some fun with right. this. Let's step into the next price yep. point and see yeah. what we can and, do. And I'm sure you I have some it. clients where price is not even an issue. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's it's nice to walk in there, especially with clients who don't always eat there. This is a special night out kind of thing. That's such a wonderful yeah. way to go about it. Much as I love talking about ukulele, this and much as I love ukulele, drinking this wine, uh, we have another uh, <laughs> wine to taste and we still have to do drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Well, here at the end of the year, it is always a good time to reflect on any good things you've accomplished during the preceding. Uh, objects in this reflection may be closer than they appear. <laughs> during the preceding 365 days, maybe you helped someone in need. Maybe you comforted a friend when they were going through something really tough. Maybe you were in Vegas at a posh new restaurant and saw an unshaven man dressed in an outrageous leopard skin pants drunk as a skunk, yelling at restaurant employees, and you decided right then and there that you were going to be the Good Samaritan. You were going to be the one to drive Nicolas Cage home. An overly specific <laughs> example? Perhaps. But if you were the one who got Nick Cage home safely, we salute you. That man is a national treasure. Here at Drinking News, we haven't done anything quite that noble. But we'd like to think that many of the stories that we bring you might serve as a warning, a cautionary tale, as it were, that could best be summed up by the popular phrase, there but for the grace of God go I. 
because it could happen to any one of us. Sanity is precious and often fleeting. One day you're on your feet, making something of your life, standing tall, proud of your accomplishments, and then boom, something snaps, and you find yourself in Florida, involved in an activity that will land you smack in the second hour of smoking and toasting as the subject of drinking news. And that's what happened to 45-year-old Robert Wilcox. A Florida man. Florida man. Who was apprehended by police in Clearwater during rush hour traffic. Was he driving erratically? Nope. Was he yelling obscenities at passing traffic? No, sir. Police arrested the Florida man for pooping on a possum. Pooping on a possum. What? <laughs> According to the police report obtained by the smoking gun, Wilcox was observed. How do you move that fast. And Who was he, holding the possum? And here like, I, oh, I have so many questions. Here I quote: He was observed defecating on a deceased opossum. Oh. I, I love the fact that they called it an opossum. I love that. Uh, with his pants lowered and his anal region exposed. End That's quote. pretty specific. I mean, there had to be flies. Come on. I will poop on your shoe. Police actually. <laughs> is it Friday already? Is that a Steve Martin reference? Triumph the insult yeah. comic oh, yeah. dog. Yeah, okay. is, is it Friday already? <laughs> uh, after being detained, uh, I'm sorry, police actually witnessed the Florida man while he was taking his dump on the dead marsupial. But they watched uh, it. The report also <laughs> stated that he did this during rush hour traffic and in plain sight for everyone to see. Well, a lot of people Including watched it. the police. After being detained and read his rights, Wilcox then... Wait, wait. Did they wait for him to finish? <laughs> I mean, for their I own just, sake, I hope so. There's so many questions here. Are you going to interrupt him in the middle of that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, no, you go ahead. After being detained and read his rights, wait. Wilcox then denied ever pooping on the dead animal. Oh, the he, shaggy defense. Yeah. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. He even told the cop that he doesn't see straight. Wasn't me. Which forced the officer to then do some real investigative work to make sure that his vision was correct. That's right. The policeman had to go and closely observe the dead creature for himself. The report states... Quoting again here, that physical evidence was viewed at the scene which corroborates the allegations alleged. Wasn't me. It's a tough job, but someone has to do it. So, listen, the next time you get irritated with an officer of the law, think about the fact that not only do they potentially place their life on the line every day while doing their duties. It wasn't me. Some you said days, duties. Some days they may have to be the one to verify and report back to headquarters that, yes... This is a dead possum. And yes, dispatch, we have a code brown here. It wasn't me. This man definitely cooked up a butt burrito and delivered it to a deceased marsupial. In 30 minutes or less. Wilcox was charged uh, with a misdemeanor for exposure of sexual organs and booked into the Pinellas County Jail on a $150 bond. Yes. That's it? As English hey, reformer. Is the butt a sexual organ? Apparently. According to this. Florida, remember. I mean, I, I'm just, there's a gray line there. Florida, remember. Uh, but yes, as Florida English reformer. Sexual organs. As English reformer John Bradford said for the first time in 1955, there but for the grace of God go I. Wait, wait. But for the grace of God. Yeah. While the world as a whole is likely repulsed by this man's actions, there are some in the music community who have found it inspiring. 
and say that they intend to write songs about it. I'm going to go ahead and put the video right on Ian right now with, and with the ukulele. so, as a public service to you, Drinking News now semi-proudly presents our top five list of songs to watch out for in the coming days about pooping on possums. What about... Don't poop on a possum in front of the cops. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But it didn't make the top five. Here are the oh. top five upcoming possum poop I did songs. My best. Number five. You got to fight for your right <laughs> to poop on a possum. <laughs> sure. Number four. Smells like teen spirit. Oh. On a possum. Uh, number three, mo possums, mo problems. Number two, drop it like it's hot. The possum song. The possum song. Parentheses, the possum song. And the number one upcoming song about pooping on a possum. Number one. That possum thought he was number one. I gave him number two. (laughs) (laughs) Reporting live from Clearwater, where I'm guessing that this is one instance of roadkill that even Florida man won't be willing to eat. Uh, My name is Cruz, and that is your... Drinking news, drinking news, poor potty humor is still funny. <laughs> drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. <laughs> Cheers, oh, 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 nice. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. All right. So Mark Morell, our, our wine expert, is here to to guide us safely past the pooping on a possum drinking he, news. He, he stated, he said that's all. the, the He was surprised that's how low it was, mm-hmm. the fine was for. Like the guy who said, I'll just speed through your whole state because it's only $5 a ticket. Like, I might just go over there and poop on a possum. Yeah, just well, why not? Why not? Oh, I, got, cost I got the day off. Yeah. <laughs> so with New Year's Eve closing in on us rapidly here, I'm very excited about what you brought that is uh, bubbly. But interestingly, Mark, we had uh, we had a beer on the show a little bit earlier, the uh, the Very Bad the Elf. The Very Bad Elf. That was from Oxfordshire, England, uh, from Ridgeway Brewing. And you were remarking that this, uh, this bubbly may be close, right? So this is from Ridgeview. Okay. Um, it also is from England, which is n- not a place that people expect to... Have but wine, you but brought us wine. great sparkling wine from England before. I did. On show. I yeah. did, um, and I thought that this would be a really great way to um, finish the year, ring in the new year. Yeah, as it were. some yeah. bubbles from 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 southern England. So <clears throat> this is from this Kent and Sussex, the area on the White Cliffs of Dover, very far south of England. So this is not really is far a, from like France, right? From that's right. Nutty smell just across, just across the uh, the channel, the English okay. Channel. So if the channel wasn't there, that soil would all be chalky. And yep. by the way, Champagne comes from the northern part of France. Mm-hmm. So what these people are doing are making sparkling wine in a champagne method. They call it method uh, champenoise or method traditional. Chardonnay, Pinot, Pinot Meunier, just like they do in in, in champagne, but they're doing it in southern England, and it's just a spectacular... I am such a fan of sparkling wine, and this is spectacular. So I'm still just going with the nose on this. There's almost a nutty kind of nose to it that like Mm -hmm. I never would have expected on here. Yeah, so good champagne... Well, let me just say that. Good is a a subjective word. Oh. Champagne that I like often has that kind of 
bigger roasty brioche mm. kind of quality to right. it. A little bit of that going on. Yeah, and that's what you get from this for sure. I'm, mm. I'm loving what we get. I want to talk about it more when we come back. And we'll also wrap up the show, of course. Uh, Mark Burrell, our wine expert, is our guest. And we love when you come on the show. And not just because you bring amazing wines. Uh, it's fun having you. But the wines today have been just outstanding. And That's come, the end of the year. And they come from your personal collection. They so there we today, go. Yes. There we go. We'll be right back. We it's Logan Tosin. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about crap beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And today, of course, delicious wines. And you know, you I know, can't stop smelling this. You know how so I, you know how I know when we've had a really a, like enjoyable show, at least for me, is when there's stories that I really wanted to get to, but <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's when we know we've had a great show. We're uh, going to talk about I don't know. Yeah, here's what we're talking I had about. A whole, I, I had anymore, a whole yeah. thing about uh, uh, the right uh, uh, the right spirits for your holiday meal. Th it won't be relevant on, by next week's show, and I just don't care. It's these things <laughs> that Mark brought. This is all the right oh, spirits right. for your yeah. holiday on our, on our yeah. show. This is tips exactly for right. next year. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, tips for next year's holiday meal. Remember, otherwise these. known as stuff we forgot to talk about <laughs> on our previous five shows. <laughs> now I will say that on next week's show. We're going to be uh, on location. Ian and I will be smoking cigars on uh, Jim Heim's famous front porch. And Jim mm -hmm. Heim was my special guest host while Ian was out a while back. That was a show uh, that I invited you to. You couldn't make it, Mark. Uh, so Jim Apologies, Heim came on. I was in tequila. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, we all have to do <laughs> what we have to do. Uh, but Jim came on. He was a great uh, co-host. And his front porch is famous for cigar smoking. He lives over in the east downtown area of uh, Houston. But he has a wonderful front porch. And he's a wonderful host. And we'll be uh, hanging out with him and talking about um, the year that was, 2023. Uh, we'll be talking about our favorite cigars of the year. I have to say, year. 2023 was less dumpster fire than 20. Oh, 2022 was the greatest. 20. Which one was the greatest dumpster fire? Oh, 2020? 2020 was pretty dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, 2021, I think, coasted by. 2022 was also a dumpster fire. Yeah, and then 2023 was better though. Actually, 2022 might have been a tire fire. Yeah, it was hard to put out. It's, it's a little hard. It was hard. It's to Springfield get rid of. tire fire burning since 1951. Uh, but but I just want to you know say before we get too far away from it, this is one of the most wonderful, this is outrageous, uh, uh, sparkling wines I've I've had. This is just amazing. It's so good. It's no wonder that that the Queen um, uh, or the Royals, for that matter, they have their own vineyards. And they ask right. this particular producer to make wine for them, to make That's sparkling sweet. wine for them, because mm -hmm. this is the this is the wine that um, in England is all other sparkling wines are based upon are judged against. Wow! Um, this is just a really spectacular um, um, offering from Ridgeview. I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. This and is. It's, I mentioned. It, there's almost a little bit of spice to it. Like right. it's it's an interesting. Now, there's just a little bit of something different. In there's this. an underlying sweetness, and normally. I have a tendency to balk a little bit at uh, uh, sparkling wines that have got a little bit of sweetness, but for some reason, this one just works. It's because there's that earthy, like, right. um, uh, depth that this particular wine has. I mentioned earlier that I thought it smelled like, like, comped, like cheese, like, mm. Um, mm. like a, a, like a, a Swiss, right. an aged or, or, Swiss Jarlsbergy sure, yeah. kind of. Mm -hmm. It has that kind of that that nose to it, but it's that. 
bready brioche kind of um, bigness that you get from really good sparkling wine. This and I, would I love be this. wonderful to have with a uh, is this something a cheese that, like a like a Jarlsberg or something? Yeah, with absolutely. Some is this something crackers. that you can get or? Do we go to? Uh, yeah, I, I, we have this. We have all of these available at Rainbow Lodge. What does this come in at? Um, Eighty or so bucks or wow. so. Okay. Yeah, and and totally look, that's, that's we did that on purpose. I could charge a lot more for this, mm -hmm. um, but I feel like spark. You know, you guys know I bring a sparkling wine every single mm -hmm. time I come here. I love it so much, and that I was feel Mark that. Mark Vember, by the way. Mark Vember, it doesn't end until Mardi Gras, so let's talk about that again. Okay. Noted. <laughs> yep. I love it. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. But I think that um, I, I'm a big proponent of sparkling wine, and I'd rather you have sparkling wine than not. Mm -hmm. And I don't want price to be the reason you don't have it. Nice. So this is a really great one. You can get for less than 100 bucks. You can really love enjoy it. this wine. Absolutely love it. Mark, thank you for being on the show. And uh, Ian, thank you for a great year, my friend. Thank you, guys. And uh, This is so good. And I just want to say to Terry... Who uh, ended our uh, uh, reign of uh, like unsavory producers? Thank you for uh, coming in and uh, and anchoring down the engineering duties. What he's saying is, thank you for being more savory. Thank you yeah. for yeah. Exactly. thank you for having. I don't me. know how he tastes, but okay. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, really I'm, I'm, I'm happy sure. he has never tried to wear the same shirt I wear, and he is yet to embarrass us in front of a guest. So thank you. <laughs> There's that. I appreciate that. Day is um, Get ready, Mark. Mostly. Uh, <laughs> Mostly, I want to Cheers, thank Terry. our uh, <laughs> our listeners and viewers. Thanks to our uh, uh, new uh, listeners and viewers that we have found through um, the radio syndication throughout this Texas, year. throughout Louisiana. We're excited to have that grow yeah. in the next year, and we want to say, you know, no matter what you enjoy, enjoy it to the fullest. Even if it's something that we bagged on here, if it works for you, enjoy it. Do not be embarrassed to say, "Hey, this box of wine works." Great also, for listen, me. if you've got a glass of Eagle Rare and you feel like putting some Coca Cola in it. You do you, baby. Yeah, absolutely. You just do you. Speaking of Eagle Rare, thank you for my gift, sir. You were quite kind. And to everyone listening and watching, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you, Mark Burrell, for being here. Happy mm. New Year, gentlemen. And, oh, uh, I finished mine a little too early, uh, but that's okay. We'll figure you out. That's what she said. I love I've that. I've got a drip. Oh. I love that. Oh, 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 oh. The right. man. One more salute. <laughs> that was what I was getting at. It Thank won't you. stop. <laughs> One more salute. And we salute. like to say, cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all.